Okay, well, um, welcome back everybody. Um, today I'm honored to have with us um, Hannah Swice from our Woodland Hills office and Ben Ebink in uh, Sacramento. And today we're gonna talk about uh, California Statute AB 685, uh, which has thrown a lot of requirements out of employers, mostly related to notification issues concerning COVID-19 cases in the workplace. So with that, I'm gonna introduce to you Hannah Swice, um, and she's gonna tell us a little bit more about herself her experience during the pandemic and the types of questions that she has received from, from clients during this time. Thank you, Travis. I'm happy to be here today. So yeah, so I've been working with employers um, throughout COVID-19, dealing with a lot of different COVID-19 issues that have been coming up um, since the start of the pandemic. Um, one of the major issues that I have helped employers with is dealing with a COVID-19 case in the workplace and how to address it um, and the steps to take when, you know, dealing with COVID-19 in the workplace. Um, and I think AB 685 really is the notification statute that it goes along with that um, particular issue that employers have been facing and provides some very specific details about what an employer must do in regard to notifying employees and others when they get a COVID-19 case in the workplace. Okay, and AB 685, of course, goes into effect January the 1st, is that correct? That's correct. So AB 685 um, goes into effect January 1, 2021, and it requires employers to notify employees and also exclusive representatives um, in writing within one business day, and also um, employers of subcontracted employees. And it requires employer to provide notice of, it's very specific about um, certain COVID-19 cases that the employer is aware of and when they receive notice. And then also they must provide that written notice within one day. So you really have to act quickly under AB 685 requirements. Okay, and so what would be the biggest And so um, with that, mm -hmm. what would be the biggest difference, Hannah, with respect to AB 685 and the Cal OSHA regulation that was just adopted as well? So the Cal OSHA's regulation that was just adopted did specify that notice needs to be provided to employees and third parties, and I would say that one of the biggest differences is that these third parties that need to receive notice are independent contractors and that was not specified in AB 685. One of the other things that I would say is very different is that AB 685 requires written notice to be provided within way. Cal OSHA's regulation did not specify that that notice needed to be in writing. However, Cal OSHA's regulation also requires that notice be provided within one day. Okay. And do you recommend, it's, it's sort of interesting that there's staggering start times for two regulations and statutes that are essentially very much similar. Um, do you recommend that companies go ahead and, and start doing the 685 notices now, even though they've got a little bit more time before, before it's actually triggered? Yes, absolutely. So we have actually, you know, prepared notices that are in line with AB 685's requirements and Calosha's requirements. And you know, erring on the side of, you know, being more conservative, it would be, I think, wise for employers to go ahead and start providing notice um, under both of those laws currently, um, just because we're only a few days away now from 
that notice requirement under AB 685. Um, additionally, also written notice is always usually a better way to go about, you know, providing notice or other forms of communication just so that you have a record of them. Okay, perfect. Well, now I'll turn it over to Ben um, Ebick in our Sacramento office. And I think one of the, a lot of the, the employers um, in California are just really um, puzzled about is sort of the outbreak requirements under the Cal OSHA regulation um, and notification to uh, workers' comp claims. Um, you know, what are the requirements if you have an outbreak at the workplace? What is an outbreak? And then what do you need to do under, you know, the Cal OSHA regulation or 685 um, that's above and beyond if you had a single case? So unfortunately, we have a couple of different uh, definitions of outbreak. So uh, it's a little bit difficult to keep track. In the workers' comp context, we had some legislation that was passed, uh, SB 1159, which created a rebuttable presumption uh, for cases of COVID that arise in the workplace that um, there's a rebuttable presumption that those are work-related. And that applies uh, for most employers when there's an outbreak. Um, and for purposes of that legislation, they defined an outbreak as either four cases, if you have uh, 100 or fewer employees, or if you have more than 100 employees, it's 4% of your workforce. Uh, so if you have either four cases or 4% of your work workforce test positive in a 14-day period, that's considered an outbreak for Cal OSHA purposes, um, and then, or for workers' compensation purposes. And the main obligation for employers there is to notify your, your comp carrier um, within uh, uh, a, a very short period of time, there's some very specific information that has to be provided to your workers' comp carrier within three days. Um, so that's uh, essentially your obligation there. You notify your comp carrier, they keep track of the cases and they make the determination whether that trigger is met and whether it's uh, presumed to be a workers' comp case or not. Under the Cal OSHA regulation, there's a slightly different uh, definition of outbreak. Um, a, a regular outbreak is just three cases uh, within a 14-day period. It doesn't uh, matter how many employees you have. You can have 10,000 employees and you have three cases. Um, that's considered an outbreak. Um, that imposes notification requirements uh, to your local public health uh, authority within 48 hours. So you have to provide specific information. It also imposes a testing requirement under the Calisha regulation. So if you have an outbreak, uh, you are required to provide uh, testing immediately to employees uh, and then a week later, um, and then subsequently every week uh, until you go 14 days without having a positive test. Um, so that's the regular outbreak definition under the Calusha regulation. They also have a different requirement for what's considered a major outbreak, and that's 20 or more cases in a 30-day period. Um, and that essentially has a, a more frequent testing uh, requirement. You are required to test employees twice a week when you've had a major outbreak. Um, and again, that testing requirement continues until you go 14 days uh, with, without having any COVID cases. Okay. Now, Ben, you really talked about, and Hannah talked about three different statutes. You've got the Cal OSHA regulation, you've got 685, and you've got the workers' comp notification statute that you mentioned. Um, can employers in California, is there anything else that they're going to see coming down the pipeline um, in Sacramento with respect to new laws or new regulations that may um, cause them to do, you know, take additional measures during the pandemic? I think so. I think, you know, last year, definitely our legislature was uh, dominated by, by COVID. Uh, we had a shortened legislative process. Uh, they tend, tended to focus on a very small number of bills, uh, mainly dealing with COVID. 
uh, and we're still in the throes of the pandemic here in California. Uh, our legislature actually pushed back their start of the session from January 4th until January 11th because they're having cases in the legislature as well. Um, so I definitely think there's gonna be continued uh, push for legislation specifically around COVID. Um, we had some paid sick leave legislation that was passed in California, which expires at the end of the year. Um, I suspect that the legislature is going to extend uh, paid sick leave obligations like that as we're continuing to, to deal with the crisis. Um, so I definitely think it's something employers need to monitor. Um, Cal OSHA is continuing to put out guidance as well on the regulation. Uh, they put a, out an FAQ uh, a few days after the regulation went into effect. Um, they're continuing to update that um, as time goes on. Um, so we might may have additional clarity and guidance going forward. Uh, but I don't think the dust has settled on, on COVID regulation in California by any stretch. Okay. Well, thank you, Ben. Thank you, Hannah. We really appreciate your time. And I'm sure that we'll have more of these podcasts as there's more developments in California. But certainly um, what you're offering to our clients and potential clients is a great service. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time. So thank you very much. Thank you. This podcast provides an overview of a specific developing situation. It is not intended to be and should not be construed as legal advice for any particular fact situation. 